M. Laura. Hang on, I have to flush the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Laura. And I'm Emily. Welcome to Slowing Down with the Simonians, the other Armenian sisters. Join us weekly for trending topics, deep discussions, unfiltered sister talk, and janky life hacks. Always with a splash of humor. That was good. Yeah. Emily. Laura Simonian Steiner. Good morning, hon. How are you doing? Oh, uh, I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. We're, um, as you know, we're out at the, um, in Virginia wine country at an estate. Yeah. So I'm in the hotel room right now and I'm drinking my coffee and I'm ready to go. Well, it's our first episode. So I think we should start by just doing a little intro letting the audience know about ourselves a little. I think that's a brilliant plan. And firstly, let me just say that I'm popping the champagne for our maiden voyage of slowing down with the Simonians. Away we go. And away we go. Um, Should I kick it off with my intro? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So as far as the lineup of Simonians, I am the middle sister um, number two, number two, also probably known as the troublemaker in the family. Um, but I personally consider myself the peacemaker. I don't know if anyone else agrees with that, but I, I like to bridge the gap between Simonians <clears throat> from time to time. And that could have something to do with the fact that I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist by trade. Um, I'm working in private practice right now, or I'm sorry, that was a Freudian slip. I'm not working in private practice. I'm working in group practice, excuse me, at a company um, based out of DC area, which is where I live. Uh, It's called ThriveWorks. I'm also recently an assistant clinic director with ThriveWorks now. Um, Yeah, girl. Yeah, I saw an opportunity and I went for it. Um, so I'm living outside of DC in Northern Virginia, uh, with my fiance, Jake and his two cute boys that are five and seven. So I am, well, we have them 50% of the time. So 50% of the time I am a stepmom and it's like amateur hour because I don't really know what I'm doing, but we're having a ton of fun and I, you know, spend a lot of my time just trying to make sure they don't see any Disney movies with an evil stepmother, um, which is every Disney movie. (laughs) So true. (laughs) You're really villainized. Then they'll know that they're not supposed to like me, but they do like me. So we're all good. (laughs) Oh yeah. And I am also uh, a musician a singer-songwriter. I moonlight as a, a singer-songwriter called Emmy. You can check her out, my alter ego, um, at Emmy Makes Music on any of the socials. Shameless and, plug. Uh, 
shameless plug. You might see a few dance moves on my Instagram. I, I learned them all at drag brunch. It's really a spectacle. And I think that probably wraps it up for my intro. I don't want to hog too much of the, of the time. So Laura, Ugh. let's, let's hear about you, hon. You're such a middle child. <laughs> I volunteer to go first and just hog all the air. And time. then you spoke for the entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Laura. I am number three in the Simonian lineup. I'm the baby, the youngest, which, you know, is sometimes looked at as the spoiled one. However, amen. I would argue that I had a really hard childhood because they made me the maid and I was always ganged up on. So while some older children may say that, oh, the baby's youngest and they're so spoiled. And um, I would say that the older children kind of make us pay for it because they're really mean sometimes. But we, we were very mean. And can I just interject and say, <laughs> let's let's kick it back to the 90s. And may I remind you, first, the worst, second, the best, third, the nerd. Oh, I thought it was third, the golden bird. Oh, I forgot about <laughs> that. Oh, it could be third, the turd, but I tried to keep it clean. I I, am no. I a nerd? You're, I mean, oh no, no, you're not a nerd. You're not, but you are a turd. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to not do any bathroom humor in the first five minutes, but I've already mentioned about it. So, and I would like to come back to bathroom humor, but I'll finish my intro first. Yeah, please do. I'm sorry for interrupting. Um, (laughs) so I'm number three. I'm the youngest. I am married to Jason and we have two little girls. They're three and one and a half. And we're living currently in Southern California, close to family. But we are planning a move this fall to Tennessee. So it's a big family adventure and I'm really excited. Yeehaw. Yeah. Um, We have been married six years and we got married and moved to Maui. We lived in Hawaii for the first three and a half years of our marriage. It was like such a blissful extended honeymoon and um, I miss it, but on to bigger and better things. I'm excited for the next chapter of Tennessee life and being closer to M. I know. I'm so excited. And what else is there to say? I'm a mom by day and a mom by night. (laughs) (laughs) so true so jokes and just to let you know it's amateur hour for everybody like I didn't know what I was doing either you just kind of roll with it yeah it well you know what's funny is whenever we're out somewhere like at a restaurant people look to me like the servers are always like mom can they have this and one time it happened to be like steak knives they were like, mom, can they have knives? And I was like, um, sure. sure. <laughs> and then Jake was like, no, 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 no knives. <laughs> and I felt dumb. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's just the little things like that where I don't think about it. Like, yeah, you can give those little kids big knives. Sure. I don't think you're that bad. 
Let's it, not that literally raise happened, Laura. Red that happened flags. in Hawaii. Oh my goodness. I consented to them having big knives. But oh. you it's a steep learning curve. Like I learned quick. <laughs> I'm still learning. I'm glad you learned not to give a five year old a steak knife. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I think that we should probably mention our number one. Right. Okay, Melissa, come on in. Melissa? Melissa? (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, here's the thing. Um, Melissa doesn't actually know that we're doing this podcast. (laughs) She doesn't know. She has no idea. She's like in the mountains somewhere with her dog sleeping in her back seat right now. (laughs) Yeah, she is. The elusive Melissa did not show up for the first podcast because in her defense, she didn't know that it was happening. We used her name and likeness and photo without her consent. And she was probably surprised when she saw it pop up on socials. Um, I mean, yeah, I know like, she was surprised. Slowing down with the Simonians requested to follow her. And she, <laughs> she, she was alarmed. No, she <laughs> followed. But I mean, sues us for using her photo without her consent. If you know what, Laura, bring it. She can sue me for all that I'm worth. And then when we make up in a few days, she can just Venmo the $500 back into my account. Then Melissa, if you're listening, (laughs) (laughs) come on, Melissa, take me. (laughs) She may sue for defamation of character. No, but Melissa is the oldest Simonian number one in the lineup she what is there to say about melissa she's so awesome she's the best many of you may know her she's honestly the best one let's admit it okay we're saying it you heard it here first um melissa lives in playa vista with her dog that i consider my dog as well because we rescued our little spicy doggy her name is spice because there's another dog named sugar sugar and spice she lives in Playa Vista she is a graphic designer and an artist check it out Melissa Simonian art or it could just be Melissa Simonian (laughs) did she put the A in there or did she decide to drop vowels because we're totally going to get sued yeah (laughs) this is character assassination at its finest no but we're plugging her Melissa I think there's an A in there I think she decided that A's were in this year. Melissa Simonian Art. Check it out because she's actually fantastic. She's amazing. I have her artwork in my girl's room. She is obviously the oldest sister and the most elusive. She is going to join the podcast, but she's not joining this first episode because she's probably, as Laura said, she's a weekend warrior. She's off in the mountains or in Wyoming. We just never know. And then all of a sudden, like, a picture of her with a buffalo pops up and we're like, okay, she's not in Playa Vista. She's taking buffalo selfies in Montana. Right. And then she kind of resurfaces in LA and that's a great surprise too, because then I get to see her. But you never know when. You just never know when she's going to show up. Yeah. She keeps you on your toes like that. What else, what would she say about herself if she were here? I want to make sure we're really representing her. She's everything that an artist encompasses. She's adventurous and whimsical and spontaneous. And she's the 
athlete of the family. She, if she's not in the mountains with her dog looking at Buffalo, she is on the boat, wake surfing. She's a big adventurer. Um, she's good at everything she does. Let's say that. Yeah. Let's just she give is. a hand for Melissa Simonian. Woo! <laughs> Melissa! <laughs> yeah, girl. Um, so I'm going to propose, maybe not right this second, because we should get into our actual... Um, first of all, we should probably tell people what they should expect from this podcast, like what we're all about. But I think that we should also try to call Melissa at some point in this podcast and see if we could get her live. Okay. I think I'll have to bust out my landline phone for that. So you might have to give me a little heads up before you want to call. It's a you little a early. Landline? We have a landline. Like you are in school. Nerd. Yeah. I, well. I would have a landline, but just to be ironic that I would just have a landline to like give that number to people and say, can you call me at home on my landline? And that's like a punchline. But don't forget about your voicemail you would have to have like an answering machine yeah okay laura so i want to call melissa live but i'm going to put a pin in that for now because i think we should launch into what we actually wanted to talk about today right which is passion projects passion projects so i think that we need to kind of give everybody an idea of what to expect from our podcast. Obviously we are a cheater brand. We totally are making fun of ourselves in contrast to the Kardashians, the other Armenian sisters. And, (laughs) you know, there are some obvious differences like my and my are real and those aren't. (laughs) And, you know, like I still have student loans and drive a 13-year-old car. So we are not the Kardashians. Um, We're far from it. You know, it's been every time we say that we're Armenian now, it's like they put Armenia on the map and nobody knew what it was before then. And now all of a sudden, anytime, oh, you're Armenian? Oh, and you have sisters? You're just like the Kardashians. I know. How many times have we heard that? And then they're like, which one are you? So who's who? Who would be who? Proud to be a cheater brand. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I think what people can expect from us on this podcast and jump in or correct me if I'm wrong, but we're going to be talking about, we're going to talk about ourselves and our family dynamics a bit, but we're also going to be talking about anything that is on trend or relevant or that people are talking about right now um and we're also going to be having those deep unfiltered sister talk discussions right may or may not be happening in the bathroom because that's just what happens when you're sisters everything is unfiltered that's right I in my mind I want this to be pretty raw like I'm not going to hold anything back We're not scripted. We're not really pre-planned. Yeah. I'm not afraid to tell people who I am and that I'm sitting on the toilet right now. (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay. Well, let's slow it down. Yep. Let's just slow it down. Take a minute to discuss passion projects. Passion projects. Passion Passion projects. projects. 
Oh, we, we harmonized and I didn't even know where you were going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you want to, do you want to kick us off? The Simonians happen to all be creative types. And I think that passion projects can come in all shapes and sizes, but um, this is actually an unspoken passion project. We haven't said that out loud. How we am. We have not, but it is. We've all, I've been trying to get you to a podcast for years, hon. It's true. So I think that my problem has always kind of been like not being able to pinpoint my passion or having too many or not really knowing where to, where my passion lies outside of a career or my identity being wrapped up in work and the nine to five. And that's kind of at least where I'm coming from when I talk about my passion projects and your identity not needing to be wrapped up in your career or your nine to five necessarily if it's not something that you love to do. And so much of that is sometimes forced on us when we're little. What are you going to be when you grow up? Uh, what college do you want to go to? Well, I don't know. I'm 12, Sally. So, you know. <laughs> you got a friend named Sally? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I get it. Um, Same. We're absolutely on the same page. And part of when I think about passion projects, I think about two groups of people, either the people who know what they want to do, hands down, you know, like for myself, it's music. Um, I'm very passionate about music. It isn't what I do all day, every day anymore, uh, because I'm working in a different field. But if you were to say, what are you most passionate about? What would you put all of your time and effort and energy into? I would say music. So there's people like myself that just know this is what I want to do. And I would imagine there's a group of, you know, other people that have no idea. They're just in a job that maybe they don't love and they feel like there's something more, there's something different that they'd like to be doing and they aren't even sure what. Right. I've fallen into that camp. And really, I, I think that I had to sort of go back to my roots in my childhood and look at, okay, what did I used to love to do? I think motherhood sort of encompasses my whole identity now, which is awesome and amazing. And I love being a mom, but I'm in the trenches right now with littles and I think I just had to take a minute to look back and say, what did I used to like to do? Because now it feels like I have no hobbies and no extra time to even have a hobby if I wanted to, but I've had to look at my childhood and okay, I was passionate about animals or music or being on a team or learning or whatever it may be. Um, And that sort of helped me find what I'm passionate about now as an adult. Yeah. And I've actually heard it described in this way that if you were, this is kind of a mental exercise, right? If you were to be in a public place, like let's say a grocery store and you overhear people having a conversation about something and you just light up and you're like, oh my gosh, I need to jump into this conversation. I I have to be a part of it. What would that conversation be? And, and that's a good way to kind of gauge where your heart is. I know that sounds cheesy, but um, I think that's a great exercise in trying to figure out 
any hidden dreams or, you know, I, I always want to say pipe dreams, but I know that sounds kind of pessimistic because it implies that those dreams aren't possible or those goals are too lofty. So I'm going to try not to say that. Yeah, that's a good one because I don't, I don't actually know what conversation I would jump into. I'll have to think about that. Oh, time management. I feel like that's a big piece of this because totally like you were saying, you have motherhood to think about and that's a full-time job 24 seven. And many people have that on top of a nine to five. I think that's hard. I think people struggle with it. Yeah. It's finding the time and also the motivation at the end of the day when you're burned out and you have dishes waiting and you're tired and you just want to sit and veg and the thought of starting another project just sounds so daunting and really not like fun when you're just tapped out at the end of the day. Yeah. It sounds like work when all you want to do is lounge around in elastic waist pants and eat ice cream. (laughs) I was going to say ice cream. Hypothetically, of course. Right. I've never actually experienced that M. (laughs) Nor have I. So for the time management piece and also speaking to motivation, I like to think about motivation in terms of less about motivation, I should say, and more about commitment because motivation hinges on your mood and it is fluid. It is not fixed. It wavers and that's normal. However, Mm -hmm. that's so good. Commitment is something different, right? Commitment is like getting up and going to work every morning. We don't always feel like going to work or parenting or whatever it is that you are marriage. (laughs) marriage. I mean, I know that sounded bad, but I, just to say that you can't base anything on feelings because feelings are fluid fluid or floofy. (laughs) I'm going to use that in my next session. As my sister (laughs) says, feelings are floofy. (laughs) Well, we can't depend on them. I mean, yeah, they do change like minute by minute. So mm-hmm. and that's normal. I think about that with marriage, just because you don't have the butterflies in your stomach. I'm so in love every day ah, kind of thing. <laughs> like you don't every single second. Right. Sometimes I wake up and I say, damn, I really wish I was single today. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I'm not even married yet. I'm engaged. So commitment. I like, I just like that. It sort of puts it all into the correct frame of mind for me. Like, okay, even if I don't feel like doing it, I'm committed. So I'm just going to do it. Even if it's just 10 minutes or get out a note on your phone before you go to bed and jot down some ideas or brainstorm or whatever. That's what I've been doing lately because it just feels easier. We're always on our phones. So I might as well just take a few minutes to work on whatever. I'm working on a script right now, but I'm just going to throw that in there and leave it. (laughs) Yeah. And I love, because you've said this to me before, um, off the record, 
you told me that sometimes it's too much to get out your laptop and sit down and carve out time to work. And so I love that reframe of, look, I'm not pulling out the laptop and sitting and even designating that time. Some days, all I can do is multitask and make notes on my phone about a project um, while I'm doing something else. And I think that's going to resonate with a lot of parents. Mm -hmm. And even just having the momentum of, okay, I have these ideas. I'm brainstorming. Things are moving along, even at a snail's pace. That just helps me to feel like these passions are actually manifesting into something real instead of, oh, I have this idea to maybe do this someday, but I don't even know how or when or what. Well, we talked about finding your passion or maybe knowing exactly what it is. We talked about going back to your roots, maybe thinking back to childhood and what you used to love to do. We talked about time management and um, kind of off of that, we went into commitment. So even if you don't feel like doing it. Right. Commitment versus motivation. And figuring out maybe why. Right. If you can pinpoint why you want to get involved in a passion project, that's going to be your motivation, essentially. I think of that um, Nietzsche quote, the German philosopher, those who can, um, oh, shoot, I'm going to, I'm going to box this. <laughs> those, who can, those who know why can endure anyhow. That's what it is. Boom. If you're understanding the meaning behind your passion, you're going to figure out a way to get it done. You're going to make those little moments where you pull out your phone and you jot down notes to keep the momentum going. You're going to commit to carving out whatever time you can, even if it's baby steps at first, even if it's one hour every Saturday. Yeah, totally. And even I think knowing who it's impacting and what it's doing for you or the world or whoever it's going to influence. I think that that would really be the kicker for me. Well, Em, I think that it's time to wrap up. So we talked all about passion projects and um, I think that we kind of grazed enough of the surface. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. And I would say that we welcome feedback, but Actually, I have a really fragile ego, so don't tell me if you don't like it. Just build me up and say that this was good. Thanks, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and on that note, um, I kind of want to, I don't think we have enough time to call Melissa. No, I don't think so. We'll have to just leave the audience hanging on that, and maybe we can try to call her at the next episode. Melissa Simonian. If you're listening to this, you have been cut from the first episode of your podcast. (laughs) She's probably just like rolling over in the back of the van. (laughs) No, at 749 in the morning. Yeah, of course. She's not waking up for a few hours. Well, no, she's rolling over to like get a cup of coffee. She's gonna, she's slow moving. I know, but it's Saturday. And if she's She's really come a long way, but she's she's like... In her trunk, sleeping. So that can't be that comfortable. <laughs> in her trunk. You make it sound like she's packed into a sedan trunk. <laughs> okay. Let's regroup. 
Melissa will not be joining us. <laughs> Melissa's not coming, guys. Okay, welcome to our lives. She's not coming. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> we always have like a place set at the table for her and then she never comes. It's so sad. <laughs> no, okay. she eventually shows up. Hey, okay. and remember that one time that we called her collect? <laughs> yes. We Let's call her collect on the next episode and give our listeners something to look forward to. Okay, we'll do it. Because last time we called her collect, she didn't even answer. It was such a letdown. Well, she doesn't answer when we just call her regular. That's true. Okay, so I want to close um, with little laughs, like something that happened this week that was really funny. Brilliant. Ready, go. Oh, oh, shit. I'm on the spot. Okay. Um, something that happened this week that was funny. Um, I know nothing funny ever happens to you. Nothing. No. Okay. This happens to me all the time. I I don't know if it's funny, but it's funny to me. I love to shop. And obviously in the age of coronavirus, I'm online shopping. Um, and so what's funny to me is that I'm secretly like, online binge shopping and then when the packages get delivered at the door part of the rush of online shopping for me is running outside feverishly (laughs) naked naked always (laughs) naked to grab the packages and bring them in without jake seeing and without him knowing that i've done yet another shopping spree online like it's such a rush and to me that's funny to like have to hide the packages from him I'm sure wives everywhere feel this. Like one time he caught a package coming in and I said that it was from mom. (laughs) In an Amazon box. She just bought me this. Isn't that cool? Well, whatever works. Yep. Whatever works. You got to do. I put you on the spot with your little laugh and I didn't really even think of mine. Yeah. Now you're on the spot. I know. I feel like, oh, okay. I have one. I don't know if this is funny or not. You'll have to give me your feedback. Okay. My ego isn't as fragile, but you know, just be gentle, be be gentle with me. Um, so we were on the boat last weekend (laughs) with Melissa and my parents and my girls and Melissa's friend joined us. He, um, he always goes on the boat with her. He's a great friend. And anyway, he was filling up the ballast tanks in the back of the boat, getting ready to wake surf. So we were all, we were just idling and waiting and he was back there working methodically. And my one and a half year old was like absentmindedly like playing with his toes while he, <laughs> while he was working. <laughs> I don't know. It struck me funny when I came home and told my husband about it but I don't know if it's really not funny now (laughs) like it was funny funny in the moment but right now I'm like overthinking it like my baby was playing with this guy's toes (laughs) (laughs) like it's good when you say it that way it's hilarious (laughs) did you wash and he the thing is he didn't even react like he he just kept working like nothing was happening (laughs) he liked it I think <laughs> I think that's the funny part is that there was no reaction and like I was kind of waiting for something like to make eye contact like 
haha like oh sorry like she's just you know a baby is playing (laughs) with your toes please tell me that you sanitized her hands after no I mean we were on the boat I guess the salt water maybe helped so you know how babies are she probably put her fingers in her mouth after that (laughs) (laughs) oh man okay um we'll close on that let's close on that (laughs) (laughs) toe fingers in the mouth toe fingers well everyone it's been a joy thank you so much for joining us and slowing down with the simonians until next time until next time bye guys